Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy If true evil cannot die Is there a chance that it can forever be contained? Accessing. Security shutting down. Cracked. For centuries, a secret has been buried beneath the streets of London. You don't build this kind of security without a goldmine to hide. Something ageless. What the hell is that? The Holy Grail, the Golden Fleece, the Crown Jewels, whatever it is, it's inside. Something powerful. Something beyond your deepest fears. What has happened in there? He is Professor. Who? Draculia. Not Miss Israel. I assure you. What time? There are worse things than death. So you haven't told me your name? so much more complicated than our names. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Oh, we are <laughs> keeping on with Dracktober. Oh, shit. With 1990. Oh, no, sorry. 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Dracula yeah. 2000. Woo! Sorry, oh. there were so many 1999 movies called 2000, and I got confused. Oh, all right. So I had a friend who was completely obsessed with this movie. Like, hands down, this was her. 
her movie in high school. I remember genuinely hating this movie when I watched it the few times with uh, with Jamie. Shout out to Jamie, who has no idea this exists. Um, <laughs> but does but, it hold up? But I had the soundtrack, and <laughs> the soundtrack to this was my soundtrack for high school and most of my life. There's not one song on that soundtrack I won't listen to. There you go. <laughs> uh, but babe. Steve. I must warn you, we're not alone for this one. <gasps> oh my god. Uh, but with us, we have Diana and Ryan from the Happily Ever After Math podcast. Woo! Welcome! Yeah. I'm Diana. Yeah. Hi. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah. And I think, Ryan, this is your first time on with us, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. I've uh, kind of become a semi-unofficial co-host on uh, Happily Ever Aftermath, uh, upgraded from recurring guest. And uh, yeah, I, I've uh, I've been listening to Diana's appearances on your show for a long time. I know she's had a lot of fun, and yeah, I'm looking forward to being here. Excellent. <laughs> well, welcome, and uh, prepare your potty mouth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Darn it. Speak, speaking of preparing our mouths, uh, what do you got over there to drink, babe? Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. In honor of October and the fest season we have from spaten oktoberfest urmotzen uh 5.9 alcohol by volume it's a malt liquor steve yeah <laughs> Woo! yeah uh spaten it's spaten right not spaten uh i think it's spaten spaten yeah it's the oktoberfest merzen yeah they've been making it since 1397 wow whoa so I think they know what they're doing. It's no, uh, the one that I can't pronounce. Vahenstefna? Vahenstefna? They've been making beer since like 1062 <laughs> or right, something. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this beer is a thousand years old. <laughs> I want schnitzel now. Oh yeah, I gotta make some schnitzel. Oh, we're gonna do a whole... Uh, oh, my top! There, oh, I said it. His top. Uh, we're gonna do a whole Oktoberfest here for Steve and I. I'm sure he will post pictures on the, uh, the Instagram for us, but... Yeah. I usually pick one day in September or October to, uh, Make pretzels and uh, schnitzels and spätzels and currywursts, and then we just eat and get drunk and sit on the couch. <laughs> and watch polka. Yeah. <laughs> and the poor. Yeah. All right. This is a very clear beer. It's a pale gold color. You'd definitely read a book through that. Yeah, even a... through the green bottle. <laughs> right it's got a white foamy head i'm not gonna lie the green bottle is not my favorite way to consume this beverage because mm-hmm. it gets a uh, light struck quite easily yeah, it doesn't seem to have the skunkiness at least on the aroma mm, there's there's a little there it's best out of the keg by the liter <laughs> or the two liter <laughs> see who's got in for this one yeah malt forward um a little something in there. Little, little skunky. Not as bad as we've gotten yeah, it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've totally like, drank it before and it's like, oh, is this paint or something? <laughs> what, how, did, how did you describe it? Like the inside of a Barbie purse? No, no. That's the uh, the the vinyl taste. No, no, no. This one's like skicky, licking the back end of a skunk. <laughs> okay. uh, yet, Diana, Ryan, are you guys drinking anything on your end? So, I... I... I'm very disappointed in myself that it didn't occur to me until about hitting record. I'm just like, why didn't I bring a Bloody Mary? Damn it. But uh, <laughs> but the important thing is, is that the water that I brought, um, I ran to the local Catholic church and had it blessed. So it's holy water. Yeah. yeah. Going hard. And uh, I've got a bottle of Jägermeister here, which I thought seemed appropriate because it's uh, it sounds very gothic and it's dark in color. And uh, the flavor, while tasty, does kind of make me think of death. 
and uh, <laughs> and because I'm a light <laughs> because I'm a lightweight, I intend to cut it with Diet Dr Pepper. That's a little highball of my own invention there. Yeah, nice. we I'll... do a Jägermeister and root beer from time to time. Oh, that sounds good. I should try that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, so that'd make it the uh, Master Doctor Hunter. Oh, Ooh, that sounds. I, I yeah. Find out how to say that in German. It'll sound awesome. I believe Doctor Jägermeister. We're, we're gonna call it a Van Helsing for this episode. Yeah. Nice. All right. Here, now I'll let you uh, hear me pop the can here. Oh, my top. I'm I'm rapidly learning all the inside jokes. Yes. This is such a beautiful moment. You gotta pop your top. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, Thanks. honey. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Dracula 2000 from oh. writer-director Patrick Lussier. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Um, he basically started off as an editor for such movies as, like, Vampire in Brooklyn and D3, The Mighty Ducks, and Scream and Mimic and Halloween H2O. But One then, of these oh is not like the other. <laughs> D3? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then uh, he became a director of such classics as Prophecy 3. Everybody owns that one, right? Not just us. Uh, yeah, Dracula 2000 and two of its sequels. It's like Ascension and something else. White Noise 2, My Bloody Valentine, and of course, the Nicolas Cage masterpiece, Drive Angry. Yeah, which by the way, if anybody out there has not seen Drive Angry, you need to watch it. Strap in. It is a ride. Yeah. Uh, but the screenplay also comes from his uh, writing partner, Joel Soisson. S-O-I-S-S-O-N. We'll say Soisson. Soisson. Who's uh, he, Steve? Well, he wrote uh, 1986's Trick or, uh, Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wrote Prophecy 3, huh. Highlander Endgame, this, Mimic 2, the, uh, the Prophecy sequels again, Hell, uh, Hellraiser Hellworld, which we've done an episode yeah. on, Hollow Man 2, and he actually directed Prophecy 4 and 5. Didn't even know those existed, did you? <gasps> uh, and Children of the Corn Genesis, all of which we own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those multi-packs are helpful, so no judgment. Right? You can get oh, yeah. uh, Children of the Corn 2 through 6 and 8 on one little 6-disc pack. <laughs> right? That's like 10 bucks. Why not number 1 or number 7? Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Oh, but guys, the cast for this movie. Oh, oh my Sir God. Gerard Butler as Dracula. I always forget he's Dracula because he just doesn't even look like Gerard Butler. <laughs> yeah, it was so wrong. Uh, Christopher Plummer as the, the aforementioned Van Helsing. Johnny Lee Miller as Simon. Vitamin C, remember her? Yeah, she's Lucy <laughs> in this movie. Graduation song, guys. And the vacation song from the Pokemon movie. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, the vacation all I ever wanted. No, no, no. no, no okay. <laughs> I know that was the Bengals or whatever back in the day, but. Yeah, no, no. It was a different one. It was like a vacation where I want to be. Party on the beach where the sun is free. I don't need a holiday to start to celebrate. I need a break. I need a vacation. That sounds eerily similar to the Beatles <laughs> song, I'm not going to lie. I am also My lawyers song. are on the phone. <laughs> I am also a goddamn songbird, so I'm sure it is true pitch perfect. Of course. Oh, that's uh, really weird. I always thought that that, that song went, uh, as we go on 
to vacation. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Or since oh, wait, do I need was, a break? I need medication. What was her other song? It was like, put a smile on your face. Take me to a special place or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 1999 is just yeah. rushing back. <laughs> the year of vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but also in this movie, we have Omar Epps, Jennifer Esposito, mm-hmm. Sean Patrick Thomas, mm-hmm. Danny Masterson, Boop. Jerry Ryan, yeah. Shane West, and of course, a cameo from Nathan Fillion. Oh, snap. <laughs> By the way, guys, I should have recorded Steve's face when the opening credits were coming on because he was like, he'd done a little research, but he was like, Omar Epps. <laughs> like he was just like going through like Jerry what? Ryan, Jerry Ryan. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's right, Christopher Plummer's Van Helsing. <laughs> I've completely forgotten this movie outside of Gerard Butler. <laughs> and if you guys think that's not the voice he says, well, just on the couch. That's that's the voice. Like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> it checks out. Yeah, it's weird. Fact. Oh, so, quick question: mm. Did you guys watch this in theaters, or was this like your first time? Uh, first so, viewing, right? Yeah, first, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, well, first viewing um, is correct what Ryan said. And uh, so one of the things, you know, full disclosure, yeah, this is the first time we watched it, but we were familiar with it thanks to um, a, uh, what is it? A YouTube, uh, I don't want to say YouTuber necessarily, but. A uh, uh, web series. Yeah, there we go. Excuse me. Web series. Um, this uh, this uh, creator called uh, The Maven of the Eventide. And she has an ongoing series called Vampire Reviews. And so we watched it and we were just like, this movie sounds amazing. And she's like, yeah, it sounds really great. It's not. I'm like, aw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we were, we were spoiled on, on the premise, which is not really, well, not really the premise so much as like the kind of the big reveal at the end. And we were like, that's a completely awesome concept for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the execution yeah. Uh, doesn't really live up to, to the promise, I guess. <laughs> However, uh, spoiler alert on whether or not we'd recommend this, or, well, me, I won't speak for Ryan all the time, but um, when your expectations are lowered, this movie rocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to put yourself in the 1999 frame of mind where, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, I was fresh out of high school. and <laughs> See, I was fresh going into high school. Like, yeah, you really got to get in that 1999 mind frame. Like, uh, there's still a hole in the ozone layer, but we're fixing it. It's over (laughs) Australia. You can get Sobe lizard milk at your local gas station. Uh, (laughs) And and New Orleans is only half full because of, you know, uh, Mardi Gras filming offsite. I mean, seriously, I was watching that and I'm just like, there's no way that there would be that much walking room. For Mardi yeah. Gras, exactly. That yeah. was that was our first thing. Like most unrealistic part of this movie. Yeah, wait, is this Mardi Gras or a Tuesday afternoon? Because that's what it looks like. This so. is a Tuesday during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so the movie starts off in 1897 aboard the Demita ship, and uh, oh. there's a lot of dead bodies and someone's written Klingon in blood on the sail, from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. Facts. That'll be something later. Right. We then cut to 2000 London. And I'm like, well, what was the point of the... Oh, yeah. Because you got to get the guy strapped oh. to the... Uh, t- strapped to strapped the, the hell. That's right. Helm. That's right. And we see a shadowy figure walking around the streets of London back in 1897 or whatever. Then it cuts to 2000, which makes sense with a deleted scene that we saw on our dvd later yes that's right we have this on dvd oh thank goodness <laughs> i was actually trying to remember like what was the point of the boat scene again yeah 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it now. Yay. Uh, no, 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 I'm not going to spoil it, because there's a reason they cut it out, because it's revealed later. That's what we call a tease. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it's it's pretty good that they put it in later, I think. But, uh, huh. yeah. All right, so it's 2000 London. We're at some airport. I don't think it's New Orleans airport. This uh, honestly looks like Detroit yeah. Metro. Yeah. Like, I giant, open, completely abandoned. <laughs> If anybody's ever flown through there, Detroit Detroit Airport is enormous. It is huge. I mean, like, it's bigger than, like, our town here up, up here in Utah. Um, but most of it is abandoned, but they have, like, the little light rail that you can catch. And you just, like, you go into your terminal and you just go through all these, like, abandoned terminals. Like, there's just, like, a tipped-over cart and some cobwebs. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing, uh, but in this uh, in this we see Johnny Lee Miller as Simon, and uh, he's in an office checking out this new like I guess antique crossbow and uh, sporting his natural British accent, which I hadn't seen because he's looking like he's straight out of Hackers oh, in this movie. He just walked right <laughs> off the hacker set and into this. Yeah, <laughs> they're like you have to take off the futuristic sunglasses. All right, you're good. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> That's my British accent. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, but he's uh, he's talking with Van Helsing's grandson, also Van Helsing, played by Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Yeah, what happens? They're like in the office talking or something, and then uh, someone's walking. I guess they're like at a museum or something. I couldn't quite tell it's, exactly what the situation it, it, is. It's Van Helsing's property, but he keeps a staff. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's not like a public museum or anything. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Omar Epps comes in, and he's got a couple of people with him, and the security guard is like, uh, excuse me, uh, I don't know, <laughs> store's closed or whatever. And he, like, throws a glass balloon filled with chalk or something, and, like, hits the guy in the face, and psh, uh, he's instantly out. Yeah. Every single time I see this, I'm like, oh, he's a vampire. It's full of, like, holy salt or something. Is holy salt a thing? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> you can bless pretty much whatever you want, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so he gets hit in the face with a glass MacGuffin that shatters, and the security guy's knocked out. And then, uh, yeah, they they like jack into the computer system, like shut down mm -hmm. security. Hyde shows up from that '70s show. Uh, they open up the gates. Long story short, they go down like some tunnels. Uh, there's a vault that leads to more tunnels, and uh, there was also this lady scientist. Uh, what's her name? Selena. She, like, walks down and is, like, surprised, like, oh, this oh. vault door's open. I should go check oh. it out. Yeah, Hello? nothing wrong there. Hello? Is anyone there? And then she's, like, pinned up against the wall. And then we find out she's in on it, and it's like, okay, then why was she acting like, whatever, it's a movie. <laughs> For the security cameras out front, Steve. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, that and makes she sense. she can just into the night. The security cameras out front that were turned off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Just in case. In case anybody's watching. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> By the way, I brought this up. I was like, Steve, if at your job you went into, like, the main lobby, you know, the, the entry, and the wall was blown out, and there was a huge safe you'd never seen before there, is your first instinct call your boss or go into the hidden safe? Yep, shut that vault door and then, and then call the cops safely from my car driving away. Yeah, that's why it's like she has to be on it because yeah, like that that would be my thing. If I came, like if I came home and I thought somebody was in my house, I would just like lock all the doors and call the cops. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like, I'm on the porch. I've barricaded all the doors. I think there's a motherfucker in here. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, like, movie-ness, where it's just like, I'm watching this, it's a horror movie, so my first thought is, you know, lock everything up and go, and then call somebody, call your boss, and then just like, wait a minute, she's not doing that. One of two things is going to happen. She's going to die immediately because of her stupidity, or she's in on it. Or both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for God's sake, turn on the light. No. <laughs> Sorry, that's just my general uh, horror movie comment is, Okay, the lights have to work, right? <laughs> so yeah, they're like wandering around the this uh, these tunnels, and there's a there's a lot of skulls with like buck teeth, and, you know, sharp incisors and stuff, and and basically they're like, what the hell? There's just a bunch of like dead people down here. We can't sell this shit. But then there's another vault. Ooh, uh, this one's got like a giant cross or whatever on the front, but uh. Yeah, they open it up, and inside there's a stainless steel coffin. It's later said that it's made out of silver, but this is totally like, I don't know, a shop class project, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was just lined with silver. It had little like shiny doodads on it and, and, and crosses. Right? Oh, like silver accents or something. Okay. <laughs> Probably too expensive to make the entire coffin out of silver. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're like, oh man, we we did all this and all that's in here is in this coffin. I don't want to open up being there. There'd be a dead dude or something in there. It's probably his mother. Yeah. Nothing here but yeah, worthless the... silver. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Load this up in the back of the truck. We can sell it. Yeah, yeah. Smelt it down. Uh, yeah, but it was it Omar or whatever? He's like, no, guys, it's all tricks to scare us. You know, let's open it, see what's inside. It's probably I don't know jewels or unobtainium or something. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, they start opening up. Oh no, it's setting off some booby traps. And like two of the guys are like instantly impaled or <laughs> Yeah. And then the alarm goes off and Van Helsing's upstairs and he's like, oh shit. And starts like mounting up with like crossbows and Gatling guns. I don't know. No, he's, <laughs> he arms himself. I forget exactly what with. Oh, oh no, that's right. It was the, um, the gun with the uh, spear bullets or whatever. Yeah, the, the silver like rods. Yeah, so yeah, the alarm's going off, and the guys are like, oh shit, super runaway. And they, like, blow a hole in the wall that I guess is goes to the waiting van or whatever. They load the coffin up in there, drive off, and Van Helsing gets down there just in time to, like, see the dust settle, and he's like, God help us all. <gasps> and then we then cut to a lady waking up from a nightmare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh no, we're in a different movie now. <laughs> Her name was Mary, right? Like yes, I, Mary. Because I, I, like, I didn't find figure out her name until like two-thirds of the way through this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we see Mary waking up, and we find out, you know, Vitamin C is her roommate. Uh, but uh, she's did going you have that dream again? Here, have some coffee. Why don't you just find the guy in your dream and bang him? <laughs> oh, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> no, wait. By the way, this is the point where Steve and I were like, lot of british people in supposedly new orleans <laughs> oh yeah, yeah when they get us are walking around like oh shit this is in new orleans i completely forgot that too hey <laughs> it doesn't need to be in new orleans why not new orleans is the the most cool vampire town i mean it is but they don't really take advantage of new orleans okay okay it's in new orleans you see jackson square it's during mardi gras they might as well the... have been eating beignets and fucking etouffee the whole time. What yeah. more could you possibly do to make it more look, New Orleans? Wrestle a gator? This movie takes place in a Virgin Records store, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they paid some good money for this spot, I'm sure. 
And did anybody else like miss like Tower Records and Virgin and all of that watching this movie? It's classic. So the question is, is that uh, promotion or symbolism? Because uh, I, be I yeah, because I got the sense that uh, like as they were workshopping this script, it's like uh, you know, it's not as though we could just put her in a T-shirt that says Virgin in giant print, or can we? <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tower Tower Records is a uh, they backed out, so let's call up uh, what's his name, Owens Virgin, Richard Branson. He's he's starting to go under now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his cruise line just failed, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can get them on the cheap, right? Oh, but by the way, guys, how nice was it to see somebody working at a CD store again? Oh, my goodness. Back when you had to warehouse your music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay. So we cut back in uh, Van Helsing. He's talking to Simon like, oh, no, this, this could be dangerous. We have to find out who stole my shit. And blah, blah. he's like, oh, let's just call the cops. No, no, no cops. No funny stuff. Um, <laughs> let's keep this one off the books. All right. And then uh, we see uh, Omar and the crew, they're flying off in the realest plane set I've ever seen in my life. Like that <laughs> cockpit and the the entire fuselage that looks like it's a B-12 bomber. Yeah, um, I was just like, okay, so they're in a really, really nice small plane. But then apparently the, the back door is just like, oh, here's our gigantic looking storage area. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, that's it, where you put the bombs. It's a bomber, right? Yeah, it's one of those Harry Potter planes where it's actually bigger on the inside than. Like, it's uh, not like it was a Cessna. <laughs> it was the plane of requirement. <laughs> the plane of plot convenience. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we see uh, we see Hyde. Uh, he's uh, basically trying to figure out how to open the coffin. He ends up like pricking his finger or something and bleeding on it a little bit. Oh, they had the whole conversation about he's not allowed to blow it up, even though he's the explosives guy, and they put him on the job of opening it. Yeah, I love how they're like, yeah, good luck opening it. I'm going to go wait up front with literally everybody else in this crew. Right. And we're not even going to check on you, even when you make noises. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we all want to be crammed into the tiny cockpit together. None of us are going to yeah. hang out in the cargo area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the uh, when he bleeds on it, the coffin starts smoking, and he turns like a little cross thing on the top, and it unlocks. <gasps> and then... He opens it up, and apparently somebody left the, the fog machine on as he's, like, you know, pushing something away, and there's, like, a bunch of leeches on a corpse. By the way, you don't call your buddies and, like, guys, we just stole a corpse? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he no. Knows, guess what? We fucked up. <laughs> well, and, uh, well, he wasn't going to take that lightly. He started, you know, pushing the corpse around looking for anything valuable. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he did say, like, ooh, that looks like rubies or something like that. Oh, that's right, because he pulls the cod piece off. Yeah, the cock cross, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then also, uh, like, one of the leeches, like, jumps and, like, gets him oh right in the oh eye. Oh, and, uh, oh. Ah, leech in the eye, and then he's gonna, like, wrestle it out of his eyeball. Ah. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he, like, starts looking at the corpse, and uh, the corpse has a mask mm-hmm. on, like, it's a total, like, man in the iron mask thing. And, uh... <laughs> You know, he gets distracted by something, and then he turns back, and it's like, and the guy's like sitting up, <gasps> got him. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I guess up up front they hear, <laughs> like one of us, one of us should go back there and check on him if he's making those kind of noises. Yeah, I'll do it, says you know Sean Patrick Thomas, and uh, so he goes back there, and 
I see. Was the coffin open too? Like he, he's like went back there. Nobody's back there. No, 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 no. no, no. The coffin was closed, yes. but like, yeah, that's right. Because the reveal. And he's like, oh, maybe it's in this other back room here. Ah, jump scared. Nope, nothing in there. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, wouldn't he go tell someone to like hides missing or like radio him or something? Nope, no time for that either. Uh, that's right. There was like a shackle or something hanging outside the coffin, and so he's like, huh, wonder what's in here. Opens it up, hides in mm-hmm. there. What the hell? Truck from the ceiling. Ah, something got him. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. And then uh, I, I guess they're like sitting up there like, man, we haven't heard from those two guys in a while. Maybe we should go check on them. And then uh, the, the Dracula or whatever, he just instantly like kicks the door open and he's young and he's like, you know, enthralling Selena. And, yeah, I gotta yeah. put the thrall on her. Yeah, and like Omar's like shooting him like plow, 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 plow. And he ends up, like, shooting the hole, and, like, a beam of sunlight comes in, and he's like, ah, son of a bitch. But then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in this scene, did Dracula make a geostorm? Yes. Yes, okay. Oh, okay. no, 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 I'm glad that you mentioned that, because he was definitely regenerating himself as if he was Emotep. Yeah. So he probably just did one of them uh, taking the elements thing like Emotep did when he ate the balloon in the second one, or possibly the first one. I can't remember. They're both the same movie, but I love it. <laughs> uh, both, but yeah, definitely the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he was practicing for Geostorm. Yeah, of course, Gerard Butler, of course, he brings upon the Geostorm upon the ship. And uh, yeah, n- enough of that stuff. Uh, because then we cut to New Orleans where uh, Mary's, I don't know, working or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, she looks across the room and sees her and Dracula, like, embracing each other. What the hell? <laughs> and then... Because they have a cosmic link. Yeah. And then Dracula, yeah, he starts, like, wa- Dracula starts, like, walking towards her. Because he he's can like, see her. He, like, he looks down the fuselage and sees her in the cockpit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird little scene. Oh, that's right. It was, like, through a... Like, she was looking through a door and he was, like, looking through the cockpit. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a weird little scene. But, uh, it reminded me of The Last Jedi, actually. The way they did those, like, telepathy scenes just through editing. And... I, yeah. You know, honestly, I liked I, I liked it that way. It's I think it's better than some of the, like, over-the-top t- telepathy scenes people try and do in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Last Jedi, you hacks. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then Lucy comes walking into the room and walks right through Gerard Butler in a super weird slow-mo special effect thing that's like blowing her hair for some reason and all that. And she's like, oh, Mary, you okay? You uh, you were having a daydream or something and screaming. And uh, okay, cool. So then uh, Mary's having a rough day. So she goes to confession to talk to Father Nathan Fillion. Yeah! It blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Was anybody else kind of waiting for him to be a bad guy in this movie? <laughs> I will better get eaten because it's Nathan Fillion. Why is he here? True, yeah. yeah you but... know, he, he, it almost was like, wait, Nathan Fillion wants to be in our movie? Quick, let's give him a role. Make up a character. <laughs> this one has like three lines. <laughs> yeah, we were doing the math on like, how famous was he when this was made? Like, when was Firefly exactly? And... Oh, it was like the year before, I think. Like, like yeah. it had just gotten canceled or something. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but you know it was before uh castle and all, uh was it the rookie all the other shows he's been on <laughs> let's see oh yeah then we then cut to van helsing showing up in new orleans because we get some nice you know uh news exposition that the the plane crashed there in a, in a lake just outside of town 
and uh, Seven of Nine shows up reporting. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hi, I'm Valerie Storm or whatever her name was. And uh, oh, God, oh, God, what what was her thing? It was like, um, what was it? It was like. Oh, the line she uh, kept saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Shoot. her thing like come on me at 11 or something like that. yeah something it was like that. you're not you're not far off it was the, yeah uh <laughs> does she did she just oh she knows what she's doing damn it yeah. <laughs> uh yeah whatever it'll come later but uh anyway she's uh they're like at the lake like shooting promos for the evening news or whatever with her cameraman and uh you know she's she's taken a couple takes because she got flies bugging her and all that ew why are there like bugs in like the swamp just, just look pretty, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Yeah, but then uh, she like, you know, gets her posture straightened up a little bit, and then gets a little cut on her neck, and the camera guy's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And he realized oh, Dracula's got a hold of her, but he couldn't oh! see him through the camera because you know mirrors and stuff, right? Totally. Which I thought that was a very cool shot. I agree. It's well done. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but a uh, long story short, camera guy gets killed. Uh, Valerie, the you know seven of nine, she gets turned into I guess one of his brides. But then uh, a- a- as he's doing it though, uh, he sees Mary again. Uh, th- uh, yeah, this is the time she's at the CD store. That's right. <laughs> she's like in the middle of her shift, and all of a sudden, <gasps> Jerry Butler just showed up out of nowhere. Oh, was... let's make out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know that that ended eventually. Mm. Yeah, what happens from here? Uh, Van Helsing goes and like checks out a church or something, and he finds an e- the the coffin, but it's empty, and he's like, "Oh dear God, no, no!" And then Simon pops up. What's going on, old man? You need to tell me. Oh, that's right. And then uh, Selena and Hyde show up, and a fight ensues, and I don't know. Hyde gets like shot in the eye or something. I don't Bro, know. And... I said I was sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right, I forgot that. <laughs> got his one-liner in. <laughs> oh, that's right, it was Omar that got shot in the eye. That's right. Yeah. Little uh, Omar Epps. Yes. And and he like gets stabbed in the eye or whatever and like jumps out the window. <laughs> and gets away. Oh, that's right, they eventually get the drop on like Selena and like take her to the police station or something. Oh, no, that's right, they were like gonna kill her, but then she's like, eh, it's gonna look really weird with all these decapitated bodies and stuff around here, isn't it? Maybe you should just take me mm, You in. should kill me, the cops are, cops are almost here. You're gonna have to explain a lot. My, my only question here is, who the hell called the cops? I think they triggered the silent alarm. I think that's what they were going for. Since, you know, it's the high school where they're keeping the dead bodies... <laughs> I think it was supposed to be a church, but then it's like, okay, it didn't go off before, because the vampires have been there for a couple of days, right? No, no, they crashed that night. Remember, babe, this all takes place in, like, oh, that's right. 24 okay. hours. Oh, that's right. <laughs> all on Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so here's the thing, like, Mardi Gras is, like, a four-week celebration. <laughs> so it could have taken forever, but no, 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 they, they crammed it into, like, 24-hour period. Guys, I figured it out. This is actually, like, the third weekend before mardi gras like it hasn't really picked up it's just like you know some oh, of the local parades are going yeah. and you know the people that don't want to pay like a thousand dollars a night at hotels but they're like eh, i'll pay 300 you know that, that's when i want to go to mardi gras yeah that tracks yeah, mardi gras is fun guys check it out <laughs> oh yeah around this time van helsing finally tells simon about dracula and vampires and that they're real and Dracula is the first, and if we can kill him, then everyone else is free, including Selena, who I guess 
uh, Simon used to bang or something. Cool, cool, cool. And it, then, it, she, because she used to work with Van Helsing, he'd been trying to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do get a flashback to Van Helsing. Uh, this was the part that would have been the beginning of the movie, where he and a couple other people trapped Dracula back in 1897 and uh, basically locked him up, uh, you know, in this silver coffin with you know leeches draining him of blood and blah 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 and. Basically, Van Helsing's been living for over a hundred years because he's got a little bit of the vampire blood in him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, that's an interesting angle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. snagged him with uh, more, like, clever mirror tricks, I believe. Uh, like, had him walk up to a mirror that he didn't know was there because he couldn't see his own reflection, and that's how they got him in the cage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. cool. he, like, walks into the mirror and he's like, what the hell? Ding, ding, <laughs> And then it's revealed, oh, no, it's one side of a cage. And the other side comes down. And then yeah. everybody's got, like, silver tip spears and are, like, skewering them. Like, ah, ah, yeah. Yeah, and then one of the guys stabs Van Helsing with it. And it's just like, oh, oh no. Uh, oh, that's right. That mortality thing that I have. I better, like, find a way to live forever but not be a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he also gets the thing where it's like, oh yeah, we're not here by accident, uh, because we found out that, uh, you know, my daughter's here. <laughs> what? Van Helsing had a daughter? And because he has the, the Dracula blood in him, she's like, I don't know, a quarter vampire or something? <laughs> yeah, there was a, well, there was a whole, uh, you know, you know, uh, confrontation between Van Helsing and Dracula, which was inevitable, but I was still trying to figure it out, so I'm just like... It's it's his Van Helsing's daughter, but he had the daughter when he had Dracula's blood in him. So it's just like she's my Mary now, and I'm like, do you want to bang her, or is that your daughter too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she yeah. she's like of his like she, she's one of his kind, as in excess would say. <laughs> so vampirism can be like it can transfer from blood through sperm, apparently, or. Oh yeah, that's what we're finding out. That's a that's double vampirism. No, I don't know. Mm. But <laughs> but then again, it's like okay, who's the mom then? Did did she die of Disney disease back in like? We don't. The mom might still be alive. They just say that uh, mom basically like took Mary away at a very early age and said you'll never get to know your father. I know. So mom might be just like chilling in New Orleans. No, no, no. But, okay. I think she's dead because when when Mary was giving her confession. Uh, I think she said something towards, you know, towards the end, she was getting more and more, you know, and, and her last confession. And yeah, she actually says in the confession, she's like, you know, you can tell me what she said, Nathan Fillion's character. She's dead now. Yeah. Come on, Nathan Fillion, let me know. Like, eh, your mom was kind of crazy at the end there. It didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was actually trying oh. to convince him just like, you can tell me because she's not here anymore. I'm like, that's not how confessions work for the priest, you bitch. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's no uh, statute of limitations on that kind of stuff. You yeah. know? It was also around this time because uh, they had mentioned Simon's name a couple of times. I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be like Simon Belmont? Why hasn't there been a Castlevania movie made and blah, blah, blah? So <laughs> I had that thought too. Little, yeah. yeah. Izzy did a little research and uh, apparently around 2009 there was supposed to be a Castlevania movie being made. And it was going to be directed by the great Paul W.S. Anderson. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that all fell through, but oh man, what could have been? Right. What still can be? What still can be, of course, yeah. The just... best Anderson could have made the Castlevania movie. <laughs> Take that other Paul Anderson and Wes Anderson and yeah. Pamela Anderson, you too. Yeah, she directs stuff, right? I'm sure she does. 
<laughs> one of the best-selling movies of all time. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Borat, right? No? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> she directed Gone something. The... Yeah, <laughs> barbed wire. No. Um... <laughs> no Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what happens here? Oh yeah, we get a scene where like uh, Dracula is like perched on a rooftop overlooking Mardi Gras. He look like a bird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it, and then I'm thinking like, okay, cool. We're in a scene where he like dives down in there and starts like you know slaying people or something. Like, nope. We just cut to the next morning and uh, Selena's being interrogated at the police station. You know, twelve hours after she was picked up. And then, uh, and then she starts doing like some uh, some stuff straight out of the Moonwalker video with a like leaning forward, and she obviously has like a string tied to her back or something like that, and just kind of swinging around as she's like, "You guys gonna let me go? He's gonna come for me!" <laughs> oh, I can I can see you through that window. I can see your cock. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, not the greatest scene ever, but Dracula shows up behind him. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and uh yeah kills like the detective and and dr seward dr seward yeah. yeah who i thought was jeffrey coombs but apparently it's a another character actor what was his name like robert kitchum or something like something that something like that yeah. yeah it was a guy who looks a lot like jeffrey coombs but is not jeffrey coombs but is in an episode of everything like jeffrey coombs mm-hmm. <laughs> great caliber of type of actors you're describing by the uh, way mr coombs please return our emails yes so many questions about all of the Star Treks. <laughs> oh, and of course, Reanimator and Frighteners and yeah. Oh, and I would throw in one from the house on Haunted Hill because that's just, that's where he is in my oh, memories. that's right. Yeah. Oh, he gives That's me where he was when this was being filmed. Oh, yeah, he was busy. <laughs> so yeah, so then Dracula goes to the virgin store because, you know, he's looking for virgins. Uh, but instead he finds Lucy and she's there like, oh, hey there. Uh, what, do you, what, do, what, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm just, you know, looking for Mary. Do you know where she's at? And it's like, huh. well, I don't know where she's at right now, but uh, I am her roommate, so uh, I can take you home with me. Because, you know, that's how that works. And uh, so, yeah. But uh, Lucy invites him back to the place, shows him around, offers him coffee. But guys, he doesn't drink coffee. Ah, they got the line on! They got it in! Mostly. Like, having watched a bunch of Dracula movies now, I'm really appreciating all the, like, little, uh... Nods. Uh, the little Easter eggs mm. and the little throwbacks. Nice. And then, uh... Oh, that's right, there was... <laughs> oh, God. There was, like, some line he was giving. It was like, uh, what was your name again? And he's like, we are so much more than our names. I've gone by many over the years. But we are so much more than that. And she's like... Yeah, my name's Lucy. I'm named after the Peanuts character. <laughs> oh, that was great. Guys, do, do you know who or what you're named after? Ryan, do you want to go first? Uh, I mean, I can tell you, like, the etymology of my name, but I wasn't named after... I think it was just... Uh, oh, well, uh, my, my dad wanted to name me Vito, and uh, my mom talked him out of that, and I think Ryan is just what they settled on, so... Nice. <laughs> Ryan's a good name. I didn't know if it was like an uncle or grand grandparent or something like that. Oh, his name no, no. The character Jack Ryan. <laughs> oh, I wish. No, just just original creation. Nice. Uh, How about you, Diana? Is it Wonder Woman? Uh, no, definitely not. No, not with my parents. Um, I, I was trying to figure out if I was named after Princess Diana, but I I have yet to get a real. I, I think okay. So if I was a boy, I was supposed to be Peter, and I think I was also supposed to be Michelle, but a different family friend named her daughter Michelle beforehand. So Diana happened. 
I mm-hmm. wish I knew. There are no other Dianas in my family. How about you, Izzy? Oh, my mom named me after two queens and a hamster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and all three of them were named Izzy? <laughs> my name is Elizabeth Victoria. Oh. And uh, apparently her ch- uh, her childhood hamster was named after the queens, was like Lady uh, Elizabeth Victoria Isabella something or another. <laughs> So when you said two queens, uh, I thought you meant two different queens, both named Elizabeth. There well, is that too. That that works as well. Right. Uh, we do I have those. If I, was, if I was a boy, I was going to be named after my dad. I was going to be Todd. Ugh. I, I was going to be Todd at one point too. Uh, we would not have. We uh, you wouldn't have gotten a date. No. Oh, it's like Taylor well, Lautner and Taylor Swift dating. Uh, uh, but Todd's. Tay Tay. Anyway, no, no, no. Oh, uh, Todd. Todd. Ugh. No, but uh, luckily my dad stepped in and was like, hey, Steve's a good name, and uh, it's totally my christening name, whatever that is in Christianity. Uh-huh. Uh, l- later found out it was after Steve McQueen. So. Yeah! <laughs> Much cooler. Uh, well, that works, too. I mean, as as a um, my father is also a Steve, and my, yeah, my brother is a, a Steve. So Steve, Steve, Steven, and then my grandfather also is Steve, but I believe he spelled it F-A-N. Is this oh, Stefan? Stefan. Mm, yeah. yeah, but they were all Steve's. It's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> uh, where were we? Oh yeah, Lucy and Dracula go straight to Pound Town. Boom. Uh, <laughs> this uh, yeah, this this whole uh, I don't know, love scene because it was. It's, oh, we find out it's... what happens when Dracula comes. <laughs> What's that, babe? Oh well, I mean, like they start making love and they uh, they spin around the room and did, was it like burst into flames or something or. Let's see, like, uh, there was, like, a flame burst, and then he bit her? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was, like, the background started on fire, like it was uh, uh, Al Pacino screaming in Devil's Advocate or something, and then he, like, bites down on her neck. And then, for some reason, like, it shows Mary, like, watching it, because, again, they have the connection yeah. or something. <laughs> I'm like, wait, well, Steve, what? You <laughs> think about your roommates. You always want to watch them get banged, right? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Anybody has ever wanted that, really. <laughs> oh, this this magically makes more sense now because in that scene, he kept like looking outward, and it's just like they were paying attention. It's like you know, you're watching me, right? You're watching me. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. right. Mary was watching. Is it weird? It is it weird? It's making it better. <laughs> wait, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> Dracula. Oh. Oh gosh! Anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, then Mary like runs into Simon, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be protecting you. Here, follow me." Uh, or, or no, that's right. She like runs off, like, "No, no, this is all crazy." And I'm like, "Well, you're the one seeing dudes that are like 600 years old, so whatever." <laughs> I'm watching them bang your roommate. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then this is when uh, Omar shows up with his one eye, but he's like posing as like a ho- homeless guy, and Simon's oh, like. And Simon's like, uh, not right now, man. I'm kind of busy. And he's like, ah, let's fight. Ah, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> that, that ends in Omar getting decapitated, as is tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens here? We have uh, Van Helsing eventually meets up with Dracula. And uh, oh, that's right. It, it, was this at like a hotel? Or, no, no. Is that a, a Lucy that and Mary's apartment, right? Uh, it, it, it was a house. But uh, according to Lucy, when she was talking to Dracula, it used to be uh, Mary's mother's house. Yeah. So. Okay. Because, yeah, I know it had like that super long hallway. So I'm like, is it some sort of hotel or something? I'm like, 
no, I guess it's just a really long hallway randomly in this, this you know, New Orleans home. Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Van Helsing gets like tossed into a mirror and he like lands on his head. And I'm like, oh, well, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. He's also like half vampire or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he had a recent uh, injection, so he should be good for the next, you know, 36 hours. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then, uh, yeah, Mary's like chilling in her bedroom or something, and uh, she gets a call on the phone. And it's from Lucy, except she sounds really creepy now. Hey, you kept him all to yourself. You're so selfish. Find me if you can. Where are you, Lucy? <laughs> Here, I'm going to grab this baseball bat and uh, jump into Lucy's room, huh? Oh, there's a bunch of Klingon written on the walls again. Okay. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, it was like on the walls in the hallway or something, right? It was where yeah, the mirror was, like... was. The mirror was broken. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, that, that Klingon's going to come in later and, like, be a pivotal plot point, right? Yes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes into Lucy's room and uh, there's a corded phone in there. Remember those guys? And she picks up the receiver. Hello? Tries, tries calling 911. Hello? And then, boom, Lucy's there. <sighs> you should have kept him out to yourself. He's better than chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. That felt like it was a callback to a deleted scene, that chocolate line. Yeah. <laughs> Did I just miss something? I... Yeah, there well, there was an alternate take of a scene where she says something about being better than chocolate that was actually a little better, but... That that was a thing, though, that, like, yeah. you, you know, it's the, like, it's now evolved into the, like, well, sex is good, but have you ever... Yeah. Was like, <laughs> like, sex is good, but have you ever had chocolate, like, that, like, I remember that being, a like, a thing. Maybe, like, like, people like, like a campaign or something where it's just, like, you know, chocolate's better than... Wait, no. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I still don't remember. Oh, yeah, Hershey, their bill, uh, <laughs> better than sex campaign they had for about a week. The no, 90s were yeah, a weird it, time. It, it was like it was like a thing, like, yeah, that, like, chocolate was better than sex. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, but I can't pinpoint it, but I know exactly what you're talking about, Izzy. It was the early 2000s. It was the rise of, like, foodie culture and, like, celebrity chefs. So, yeah, it was, like, foodgasm time. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be like something like that. Well, cool. well that happens. Uh, Lucy's like, uh, you know, Mary's like, oh, Lucy, what are you doing? And then, uh, you know, Seven of Nine shows up. And then the uh, the other chick, uh, Selena, she shows up. Oh, no, all three of the wives are there. And they're going to take they're going to kill Mary. And then poof, they're gone. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well, that was easy. And they all have their little silk slip dresses on. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they, they get poofed away and Mary's like, what, what, what the hell just happened? Did, did I win? <laughs> nope, you didn't because then Dracula's there in the hallway with her. Ah, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, you know that thing you watched me do with Lucy? I'm going to do that to you. Um, watch somebody else while you have sex. <laughs> think about another woman while I bang you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, thank you? No. Uh, but yeah, Mary, like, I don't know, like, pushes him away and, like, runs off, and Dracula chases after her and transforms into a wolf, and Mary gets outside, and she's like, oh, help me! And then Simon's like, get down! And Dracula explodes into a bunch of bats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Roll credits. Guys, what do we think of Dracula 2000? No, wait. wait, wait. That's that's not the end of the movie. (laughs) 
Uh, what happens for you? Oh, yeah, so then... Um... Hold on one second. Um, oh. I, I, might, I might have missed it. Did she discover the body of her father yet? Oh, yeah, that was under Lucy's bed. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, Van Helsing is gone. Yeah. So... Wah, wah. Yep. Okay, again, about the Van Helsing being her dad thing. So, in this timeline, what happened was... <laughs> Uh, Van Helsing, a man, let's say in his 70s, because it's Christopher Plummer in the year 2000. Back in 1897, he started to, you know, injecting himself or whatever with uh, the vampire blood. You know, just enough to get by, take the edge off, you know, that whole death thing. Mm -hmm. And then 80-something years later decided, you know what, I think it's time for me to finally sow my royal oats <laughs> and have this child with... You know, some woman that'll, you know, die later, like within a year. Um, and then I'll have a teenage child in the year 2000. I don't know. It just seems kind of a weird timeline to me where, you you know, been around 160 years at that point. It's like, you know what, guys? I've been a child long enough. It's time for me to... <laughs> Get serious. Van Helsing may have had many children. She's just the newest one. She's the only one left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good point, Izzy. All those other kids grew up, grew old, and got dead. And he speaks of none Dracula of them. Dracula was trapped in his cave, so he didn't he didn't have anyone else. But, but but then okay, then here's the other thing. So so Mary's a quarter Dracula or whatever at this point because he was half and mm. yeah. So what kind of powers does she have? Like is she gonna live forever? Is she gonna be able to do triple Look, somersaults? Wait, that's and... for the end of the movie. We're gonna we're we're coming up on it, babe. We're gonna find out. <laughs> so far we know she, that uh, so far we know she has the power to have hallucinations. Yeah. <laughs> she has the power to go insane. I was yeah. to say, she she definitely knows how to get upset a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh what happens for her? Oh yeah, they they like go to a church to like hide from Dracula because you know, holy ground or something. Oh, that's right. It's uh, Nathan Fillion's church. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Simon gives uh, her his sad story. So I'm like, oh, no, are they going to bang? This is going to be great. Uh <laughs> I really like I, every time I watch this, I'm like, come on, get that Nathan Fillion. But instead, they do something far, far sexier. Mm. They go to the library to do some research on Dracula and find out how they're going to kill him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So sexy. Well, they got to go. Ha they got to become hackers. <laughs> That's right. Hack, Hack the planet, baby. Hack the underworld. <laughs> and that's when Angelina Jolie comes into the movie. <laughs> it was Acid Burn or whatever her name is. Yeah, that's all. Awesome. Um, but all right, they're looking stuff up, and uh, they they see some stuff in that old Klingon writing, and uh, they're like, "Wait, you you know how to read that?" Yeah, I don't know why, but I do. Like, no, no, no. It's she, Aramaic. No, she, she's like, uh, it's Aramaic. Like, you can read Aramaic? No, but he can. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I guess that's her second power. <laughs> yeah, so her second power is being able to download the internet that is Dracula's mind. She can download Dracula. So she's really good at picking up trench coats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her fashion sense is on point. Right? Oh, shit, we do find that at the end of the movie, too. All right, anyway. Um. Oh, oh! Did we already pass the scene where Dracula's watching the, uh, uh, the like fucking Slayer video on top of Virgin Records? Oh, oh no! Cool. Yeah, that was when. That's right. And he's just like, like excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed to me like he was briefly contemplating going the Lestat direction, like becoming a rock star, and yeah, like, right. Yeah, I, I was totally waiting for him to like go into like some like S and M club or something there on you know Royal Avenue or something in New Orleans and like you know having a whole scene there with like a bunch of people like with ball gags and leather 
yeah. fetishes and yeah. Look, I think it was supposed to be like uh, spoiler alert. This movie has a sequel, Dag. I think there's supposed to be a sequel because yet like he's missing for good chunks of the movie, and that would be perfect to throw in a sequel. Like, yep, he turned the whole uh, S and M bar into vampires. Now we got to catch the S and M vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I I am surprised how well he's taking in all of this new technology and just how everything is happening. Because like if I were him, I would just constantly be touching the TV. Like, I, I understand how uh, mirrors don't work, but how am I seeing this click, click? Yeah. Well, you know, he's only been in there a hundred years, so it's like, <laughs> I, I remember seeing a car once way back then, and holy shit, there's freeways. You know? <laughs> he, he did a good job keeping us cool during the airplane crash yeah. for someone who has no idea what an airplane is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this giant metal bird that I am flying upon. So so I, mentioned, I, I was talking about this with Steve, like, same with, like, the way, like, Dracula can, uh, like, is always good at, like, picking out outfits to blend in with the crowd. You're not an immortal being if you're bad at adapting to these things. Mm. Like, yeah, he's been locked in a box for the last 100 years, but he spent the 1900 years before that just, like, trying to blend in with every century. So, like, yeah, a bunch of things have changed, but things have changed the entire time he's existed. So, like, he's used to, he's used to just observing Hmm. Okay. Okay. And and I was also this is, this is what I'm going with. Like you don't survive for multiple millennia if you're not good at like adapting pretty quickly. So so yeah. is, is is this your way of also saying that's why Dracula is also not racist? Yes. Okay. Because like he oh, Dr- Dracula can blend effortlessly into any any culture. Gotcha. Yeah, and he's just thinking. Oh, if you think New Orleans has crazy S and M clubs, you should have seen sixth century Assyria. Oh, oh man, right? <laughs> Ain't no party like a toga party, am I right? <laughs> well, either that or uh, so. Like we all know, he can do like the vampires thrill and like enchant people and mm-hmm. make them give whatever information they want up, and then like make them forget. He just pulls somebody aside, like the fuck is going on? <laughs> and he's like, he opened up that sky mall on the plane, and he was like, what the hell? Well, that's a pretty just, sweet Sasquatch statue. He pulls a biker off the road when he's coming out of the swamp and like, I command you to tell me what the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. That's the deleted scene. He's like, all right, I have been out of the game for about a hundred years. What did I miss? So uh, uh, even better, just like the way he was able to get the duster is that he just saw, um, I guess, a, a midnight screening of The Matrix just came out. So he's just like, you, oh, shit. Give, me your, yeah. give me your duster. You, give me your sunglasses. You. What the hell is going on? Dracula learns modern technology. Windows 2000. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, it's all in the Matrix, and he just downloaded it. And, uh... Oh, my God, he's in Windows 2000, and he just starts yelling at Clippy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not helping, Clippy. <laughs> you sub-creature! <laughs> <laughs> Download me a horse. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, Aramaic. Um, okay, so then uh, Dracula shows up at the library, and he's like, oh, hey, fancy seeing you guys here. And uh, I love the scene where uh, Simon like holds up the Bible, and he's like, you know, that doesn't really work on me, right? It's just propaganda. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but maybe this will work. And he like flips pages at him, and they're like on fire. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, what, what the hell was that about? <laughs> I just think it's great that he's just like, oh, that doesn't work on me. And then all of a sudden it starts, you know, bursting into flames. I'm like, fire does. That still works, right? <laughs> does it? 
I'm not sure they talked about fire, really. <laughs> well, it'll really mess up his duster, though, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that, that was another thing that came up, because uh, we've been watching what we do in the shadows and stuff, too, Ooh. along with the Dracula movies. Nice. When when a vampire, like, or a Dracula or whatever, like, bursts into bats and flies off, what happens to the clothes? Look, they talk about it in uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and we just don't talk about it. Oh, was a question. Was that in the most recent season? Uh, season, uh, season two. two. I'm going yeah, to I'm gonna have to yeah. go back and find out. When uh, when when they when they make the, the new vampire, and she's like, so do I, like, take off my clothes? And they're like, no. Well, what happens to my clothes, like, when I turn to a bat? I don't know. I never thought about it. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I actually never thought about it. And on that note, bat. <laughs> uh, Dracula gets to turn into like a whole group of bats, flock of bats. I don't know what the word is. So like maybe one bat is the duster and one bat is like a shoes and the rest is just his body. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, it's like each individual piece of fabric, like it unstitches and each turn into like four or five bats and then reconstitutes later I don't oh know. one of the bats gets taken out by a predator on the way and he's like missing a sleeve or something yeah so we just watched another dracula movie where well spoiler dracula untold he basically turns into a swarm of bats and like fights an army and i'm like you know two or three of those bats probably got injured is he gonna like show up and be like like missing an eyebrow or I don't know a finger or something. No, no, it just cuts in his clothing. By the way, I looked it up. It's a cauldron of bats. Oh, oh. I, was, I was gonna say like, is it something cool like a nightmare of bats or something? A harbinger of bats. It's yeah, they cauldron. can also be a flock, a cloud, or a sleuth. Mm. A sleuth. sleuth of bats. Yep, a sleuth of bats. All oh, right. that's bears, babe. Uh, oh, that is that's bears. Hi. Okay. <laughs> sorry, the, the yeah. list. Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's a yeah, a flock of bats, a colony of bats, a cloud of bats, or a cauldron of bats. Okay, who do we have to talk to to get some official ideas to add to that? Because it should be a Dracula of bats. Right. <laughs> I think a Dracula of bats is like saying a king of bats, though. Mm. Like, like, a dragon like, like a like a six foot fruit bat that also sucks blood would be a Dracula <laughs> of bats or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I still like it though. Or what's a, a a harem of of lady bats? I don't know. A harem of lady what, bats. What does he call his wives? I don't know, just his wives or whatever. Uh, <laughs> an entourage. There we go. An entourage of bats. Maybe an entourage of douches. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they show up, flick the flaming Bible pages at him. Okay. Whatever. Mm. And then they uh, chase him through the cemetery. Ah! Yeah. And then, like, uh, Simon or whatever, like, instantly loses Mary. <laughs> and you're like, Mary, Mary, where'd you go? And uh, she, like, fell into a crypt or something. And oh, Dracula, so gross. Like, immediately finds her. Oh, yeah. So the, the, she, she didn't cut her hand, but she, like, put her hand in, like, something gooey? Or what, what so was that? I thought she scene? got, a, like, a nail through the hand. No, no. I think what happened is is that she she crawled into one of the crypts. She was on top of one of the coffins, and then like the coffin lid broke under yeah. her weight, and her hand went into some goo. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, because she like pulled it up, and it was like this red, like basically slime or yeah. whatever, like from Ghostbusters two, and like. Ugh. See, when you're not a vampire, that's what happens to you. You don't turn into Gerard Butler. You turn into goo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, so Dracula finds her, like pulls her out of the crypt, and Simon's like, 
let her go and dracula's like nope turns into smoke and then he and uh uh what's her name mary turn into smoke and just float off or whatever and it's like okay so that's another cool uh power that dracula has where you can make other people into smoke and randomly teleport with him okay Mm -hmm. okay noted Mm -hmm. uh what happens then oh yeah simon goes uh running through a mardi gras parade because you know why not and uh the three wives show up and they're basically like i don't know pole dancing on a cross and like all kinds of stuff trying to like Ooh, where is she you'll never find her (laughs) and yeah there's like messing around with them and then yeah eventually he uh pull you know gets a random piece of wood and stakes valerie (laughs) you don't want to fuck a celebrity (laughs) (laughs) everybody's gotta get their one-liners in exactly uh and and yeah so so uh yeah seven of nine gets staked and then we immediately cut to dracula biting mary yeah and (laughs) okay and then this scene (laughs) Because it's like in the little four-post bed with the curtains and stuff. I just ran down like, it's a slightly kinkier version of the room. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't fuck her belly button, so... Oh, hi, doesn't Mary. You know? yeah. Oh, hi, Mary. What are you doing here? <laughs> and then, okay, during the scene, we get the flashback of finding out who Dracula really is. Sure. All right. Which one of you want to wanna take this one? Ryan, go I for nominate it. Diana. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I don't remember exactly how it happens, but oh, oh, if I remember correctly, um, he he tells her, "I'm going to tell you something, something that I've never told anyone before," and I'm like, "Okay." So I'm just like, <laughs> he's about to do his own confession. Oh God, not even that. I'm just like, well, according to the story, other people know, but that's not that's neither here nor there. So there's a flashback to. Uh, I don't know when because I'm terrible at this sort of uh, biblical knowledge, but apparently Let's see, uh, 33 AD, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> approximately one. <laughs> uh, well, there's there's also that, but uh, yeah, apparently Dracula. Mary says it. Judas Iscariot. I'm like, yeah, okay. That uh, tell me more. I'm interested. And apparently. Uh, Dracula is the one who gave up Jesus. Yeah, he starts monologuing to the uh, yeah. the big Jude or the the big Jesus uh, crucifixion artist uh, neon thing, and he's just so yep. pissed about it. Yep he uh, he basically says, "Yeah, I'm Judas. I turned in Jesus. I felt really bad about it. Uh, so then I tried to kill myself by hanging, and uh, apparently the rope God, gave. You want and me. yeah, you won't." <laughs> let him i think that's so amazing that that's how they tied it all together which is like that's why the silver and that's why the crucifix and that's why you know any christian iconography is just like that does make like a lot of sense i know i know and the indestructibility because like god will not permit him to die because he's still being punished or something yeah that's right guys from the writers of all those prophecy and hellraiser sequels check them out (laughs) i don't know (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so yeah, basically, uh, you know, he's telling Mary this and yeah, talking to the neon Jesus on top of some random church and, uh, then this he's neon like, Jesus, by the way, is spectacular. <laughs> he really is. Um, but then he's like, Hey, I, uh, I've got something else for you. It's a surprise. And like opens the door and Simon's like tied up and the wives are like, you know, 
just like smelling him basically like all up on him like he's Eddie <laughs> and he's like I uh, I saved this one just for you you can uh, become one of us by just biting into him and she's like okie dokie you know neanders on over bites into his neck and then like grabs his uh his knife that's in his you know silver gun thing like the, mm. the back part kind of comes out and it's a big sickle or something and then yeah she like steps back and like let me be the one to kill him and dracula's like uh yeah sure whatever that's cool <laughs> and then she takes the knife brings it back and psych she decapitates lucy <laughs> And then stabs Dracula in the chest. Ah! And, and then this time is when, like, Selena, like, gets uh, Simon's gun. Uh, like, I think he, he was, like, free somehow. Like, he untied his hands or whatever. And uh, basically Dracula and Mary start Matrix fighting for a bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is where her quarter vampire superhero powers come in, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, she can, she can like, do, like, Matrix, lean, Matrix leans and shit. What? Yeah. Did, was it ever truly established in the movie how one becomes a vampire? Not, I, I don't, I don't recall really in this movie. I think it's just basically Dracula bites you, and if he likes you, he doesn't kill you and you become a vampire. Or if he just I mean, usually, sucks all your blood off or whatever, you're dead. Yeah, so usually it's, uh, he bites you and then you have to drink Dracula's blood. That's like, that's general Dracula lore. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, like, all, like, sort of in there that, like, you don't become a full vampire. Like, you can recover from vampirism, even if you've drank in Dracula's blood. As long as you don't make your first kill, there is. Yeah, I've heard about yeah, that. Like every every movie has its own yeah, lore, and, and, and like in this the... one, I feel like they cut all of it out just so it's like, no, no, you can't yeah. uh, can't say there's a loophole well, because that was in a, a deleted scene or something that well, we never made. Right, and well, and then like they they show like the flashback, like when when Mary goes to bite Hacker's neck, she like spits <laughs> the blood back out. Yeah. So she didn't. Oh, drink she his she blood? she like bit her lip or something. Yeah, she never something bit him. Like that that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she never bit him, but he yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out because uh yeah I'm used to the whole they bite them you know, they get bitten and then you have to I don't know. Yeah. So yeah yeah in this case like Simon never got bit she like bit her lip or something yeah. and bled on him a little bit and he, and he was like ah 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 like he was being bit but yeah clever girl um so yeah now she's matrix fighting and uh i think she gets like tossed into neon jesus so that's like knocked over now uh simon uh gets a pair of like hedge clippers and decapitates selena it's pretty sweet oh my god so gross <laughs> what happened? oh yeah mary like she like finds some like random cord wraps it around dracula's neck and then they both jump off the edge hanging from the neon jesus cross off the side of the building mm-hmm. And then, and then I'm just sitting there like, you know, she's like holding on to Dracula and he's like being choked out. And I'm like, well, that's not really going to kill him. He's just going to hang there for a while. Remember the whole Judas thing from earlier? Sure. The flashback you were a part of? Exactly. But it's being hung from the cross, not just from a tree. Uh, but also there's one other very important element. Apparently it's dawn in New Orleans at this time because, <laughs> man, that was the shortest night I have had in a while. Am I right? <laughs> So yeah, so the sun's like slowly coming down. Uh, Mary falls like twelve feet or something, and like <laughs> lands like she's dead. But it's like, oh wait, that's right. She's like a quarter vampire. She'll be fine. Well, and then <laughs> yeah, but... like she's been bitten by Dracula, so she's got some extra Dracula powers. 
Because then, like, while, Dr- while, while poor Jerry Butler's just hanging there, he's like, I release you. And her eyes go back to normal. Yeah. And it's like, wait, he could do that the whole time? That's what I was asking. <laughs> but yeah, eventually the sun uh, starts touching Jerry Butler and he goes fucking human torch. Flame on! <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's just a normal day in the summer in New Orleans, man. That heat and humidity, <laughs> that'll get to you. Vampires do not do well in heat and humidity. It's one or the other. <laughs> but his hair looks fantastic. Oh, it does. Yeah. So he wasn't always vulnerable to sunlight, was he? Because Van Helsing was talking about how he's like not vulnerable to all the other vampire weaknesses, and he had tried to destroy them, but nothing works, and that's why the whole imprison in the coffin. And Yeah. Is, is it the combination of, like, you know, the cross plus the hanging plus the sunlight or yeah plus the betrayal. I, I so well, guys, yeah or, so, is it, or because like mary did it yeah the ending the ending uh the ending is gonna answer all these questions yeah. for us yeah it's the uh the ruth goldberg of uh of the dracula Ruth-Ruth kills Goldberg. Goldberg. i don't know <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. it's all of the things but uh yeah yeah so then uh then we get a little bit of narration from mary because she knows what's going on now and she's like well, I'll continue my father's work, and now I'll be the keeper of Dracula's corpse until we find a real way to kill him. Cause... Well, she collected his ashes because she doesn't know if he's for reals he's dead, put him back in the silver coffin, and takes over her father's empire. Yep. We see her in the nice tight leather pants because now she's downloaded Dracula's fashion sense. <laughs> Boom. Roll credits. Guys, that's Dracula 2000. Yeah. What do we think, Diana? Do you want to go first? Yeah, considering I already, uh, you know, tipped my notes here. Just like this, this movie <laughs> is ridiculous in so many parts and so much fun in others. So, <laughs> you know, it, it is the season. Watch this movie. You're welcome. How about you, Rand? Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I I could definitely tell why this was like an easy movie to hate on, especially when it first came out. Um, you know, it, it, it and it, it's what Diana said up top about uh, you know, kind of the, the power of lowered expectations. I kind of knew that this was like it kind of had a, a reputation as one of those so bad it's good movies. And uh, yeah, it's like okay, if you're if you're committing an entire Saturday evening to this and you're expecting like to be scared and you're expecting a really like well-rounded Dracula performance, uh, could see how this you know might fall a little short or or not really have enough kind of like dramatic meat on its bones. But in terms of like a movie that's messing around with vampire mythos with a, with kind of a cool idea we haven't seen before and having a bunch of like, you know, cheesy action scenes that are pretty cool in places and only unintentionally funny a few times. Yeah. I think it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's pretty solid. Nice. How about you, babe? I genuinely hated this movie when it came out, <laughs> but I had a realization actually, like after watching this one, we've watched spoiler for uh, a bunch of uh, Dracula movies now for Dracula month. And I, I always loved monster movies and I do consider Dracula like a movie monster, mm-hmm. but I just didn't get the vampire movies. And I realized like I had a real aversion to all the like romantic sensual things in movies as a kid, which is why I wanted, like, the monster movies, because, like, nobody's fallen in love with, like, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, <laughs> I have well. an Academy Award-winning movie for you to watch. I mean, all right. <laughs> not, not, not in my childhood. Um, and so, yes, I think I just, like, went into this, like, oh, it's just another stupid vampire movie. Now, as a mature adult, I love this movie. This movie is great. <laughs> 
Yeah, I gotta say, this, this movie is so 90s, like, with the whole so scream 90s. and faculty and that whole, yes. uh, who, who is the writer of the Delta? Like, Kevin Williamson, right. like, yeah. era kind of horror movies. Like, everybody's got their one-liners. Everybody's mm-hmm. showing off the special effects that, you know, today look a little rough, but back then, oh, mind-blowing. Yeah, everybody is, like, the flavor of the week of the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whether it's, like, Buster Rhymes in Halloween H2O or Vitamin C in this movie. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I remember when they were they were a big thing. N- yeah. Nice little time capsule. Gerard Butler is a is a tasty treat in this movie. Oh, <laughs> oh guys, let's, let's talk about it because one of the special features on this DVD, and it's available on YouTube so you can find it. Did you guys watch Gerard Butler's audition tape for this movie? I mean, I, I you shared it with me, and I watched it, and Ryan left in the middle. And <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of watching over her shoulder. She was just watching it on her phone in the kitchen, and I was like, I, I went up to like go get a drink or a snack or something and came back like, wow, he's still going. Oh, this is a long audition. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's uh, a long monologue. What I'm very oh, upset about. Oh, that guy liner, that wig. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. No on the wig. The thing is, why didn't he keep the beard? Right? In the audition, I'm just like, oh, wig bad, must, or not mustache, uh, beard good. Why Why was that? I guess they wanted the, the clean-shaven Dracula. I guess, yeah. It's a pretty boy Dracula. Pretty boy Dracula. Yeah. yeah, I was just trying to think, like, there's never really been a Dracula with a beard, has there? At least I can think of offhand. No, no. He's always good. pretty clean-shaven. Yeah, it's always, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always like, like Colin Farrell, Chris, Sar- even like, like Chris Sarandon and stuff, like with the Fright Night movies and... Do you, well, I guess he wasn't Dracula, but I mean, do you yeah. do you think that the beard would have tipped the Judas thing? Because who would have saw that coming? Oh, mm. maybe, yeah. Ooh, good call. Mm. I think that might have worked better, actually, just to kind of throw in an extra clue, you know. <laughs> well, and also when you got a baby face Jerry Butler, you don't cover it up with right. You know, yeah, hair, right. Yeah. One one thing in this movie with extra bonus points is that every one of the people in well, okay, with the exception of the star Mary. They are giving it their all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody is working their ass off. No one is phoning And here's the thing. I don't even think... I don't really blame Mary. I think it's her direction. She's supposed to be a little spacey. Because mm-hmm. I think they're trying to make her like, no, you're an ethereal creature. But she just comes off as uninteresting. Yeah. A little, <laughs> little yeah. bit spacey, which is unfortunate. But no, everyone around her. Or maybe she's just trying to stand out from everyone being incredibly um, sensuous. And to her, it's just like, blah. Because she's virginal uh, at the virgin store. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 oh, oh, rocks. oh, I just put that together, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> hey, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> Woo! She got it! Yeah. Oh, but guys, that audition tape, though, mm-hmm. like, the... Like I, I love it. it's Jerry Butler is have the big wig, the guy liner, the, the oh, facial hair and oh, everything. And he's going, you know, as you would expect, Jerry Butler as Dracula, just and, and you know, going all in. And you, it is like the camera pans. You can see like the casting couch in the background. Yeah. And you see the guy who's like reading the lines back to him looks like Stuart Smalley. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Check it out, guys. YouTube. Um, but on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, oh, oh, oh man, we have some more beer. <gasps> Fun facts. What? And what we learn from Dracula 2000. Oh! Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. 
With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. It's time to feel the rage. Join us on Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases, coming attractions, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, hey. And Murray. Yo. Why is it you always talk? All the time, I can't understand I why. This, this, voice is, this is the Merman, the voice of reason. These two can't agree on anything most of the time. Some movies are Mondo, some are just Every week, something is going to make us rage. Join us every Wednesday and feel the rage. Izzy, I, I was trying to figure out that whole, you know, chocolate better than sex anything. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a better than sex cake. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. It was called, like but... a whole thing. And here's my thing. I'm usually like, hmm, maybe you're doing sex wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, th- it- I mean that being said, I've had some beers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend like you haven't either. Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. We're watching football, babe. Of course, I've had a few beers. It's not healthy. No, no, beers that are better than sex. Oh, well, yeah, that eclipse from Pity Pity. That's right. pretty damn close. It doesn't help that this cake is also known as the better than Robert Redford cake. Hmm. Oh, and I'm back, by the way. Yay. I also hey, enjoy a well-oiled uh, baseball net. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, dare you, Robert Redford's a goddamn national treasure. It's, he is, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason we were able to see Prisoners of the Ghostland like nine months ago. <laughs> yeah! Because Sundance. Uh. So I gotta laugh because, like, you know, it's him and Paul Newman, you know, like, oh, they were so gorgeous and, uh, you know, aged accordingly to their natural lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the the Newman's own with Paul Newman's face like a uh, salad dressing. Yeah, that's what my aunts would always buy because you know hippies and it's Paul Newman and why not? Uh, my cousins growing up called it the Ugly Man dressing. Oh, <laughs> they're like, can we have some Ugly Man dressing? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> that's Paul Newman, you little you, bastards! You monsters. <laughs> you could dream to look like him at any age. <laughs> All right. Hey everybody, this is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms & Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts.
Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve. Those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Ah, she said it. They get better every week. (laughs) Steve. Yeah. What's up, babe? I get a beer. Ooh. I have a beer. Excellent. Can I have some? I have a beer. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, in honor (laughs) of this movie from Squatter's Craft Brew, we have Outer Darkness. Russian style Imperial Stout Brewers Ooh, Reserve. Nice. Outer Darkness Imperial Stout is one of the most intensely flavored beers a brewer can create. Outer Darkness goes through multiple mashes to achieve its original gravity. Outer Darkness has 65 IBUs, is black as night, cold cellared like a Siberian winter. We hope you have as much fun drinking it as we did making it. Good for what ails you. 10.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> and this isn't a gold and black can. This is gorgeous. Yeah. I'll pop this top. Oh, my top. <laughs> wow. The head on this beer is darker than most beers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, impressive. The pour. Yeah, this is a black beer. Some light does pass through it. Got a little bit of uh, brown highlights there. Brown but highlights make me happy. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Oh man. Very roasty aroma. Yeah, almost almost like a like double bubble like bubblegum on no bubblegum. Uh yeah, say I'm not getting that, but no worries. But yeah, <laughs> my, definitely. My nose is for decoration only, guys. Oh. <laughs> that's why you scored better than me on the uh, sensory test for the beer judge certification. Mm. Uh, yeah, definitely lots of oh. roasty and coffee. Oh, I I think Steve just came. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of coffee, chocolatey you note, know, like dark chocolatey notes. Just a good, mm. smooth, velvety, better than sex cake kind of feel to it. No, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, wow, yeah, it's very very rich, decadent, like yeah, full body, wow. not too much hop. Yeah, this is delightful and enough flavor. You really don't get a. A big alcohol burn at the end, which mm-hmm. you would really expect with ten and a half percent. Yeah. Mm, that's Squatters Brewing and uh, Outer Darkness Imperial Stout. Woo! Get yours today. Oh yeah, uh, Squatters is out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Haha. <laughs> Steve, do you happen to have any fun facts? As a matter of fact, I do have super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Rotten Tomatoes. <gasps> 
What do the critics think of Dracula 2000? Uh, Diana, you want to go first? Oh, wow. Okay, okay. So critics are going to not like this at all. But how much are they not going to like this? I'm going to say they gave this a 19%. Ryan? Yeah, I'm also thinking this seems like a really easy movie for critics to hate. You know, it's just like... uh, it's a horror movie that's not scary, and the Dracula is like a pretty boy with no gravitas. I'm going to say 15%. Is he? Oh, I I know critics aren't thinking of this movie, but I also realize it's been 20 years, and so there's going to be the original critics, and then there's going to be all the uh, bad blogs that reviewed it. And I'm hoping the bad blogs enjoyed it, so I'm going to be really super generous Give it a 31. The Scotters tie because it's 17% <gasps> with the critics, right between. Oh, I should have gone with my regular generous of 17. <laughs> it's my go to. Damn it. But nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What about that audience score, the important one? Uh, Ryan, you want to go first? Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be higher, but uh, I, I still know. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident there's still going to be like a lot of uh, residual dismissal of this movie. So we'll say uh, 42%. Diana? Come on, bloggers. Let's let's do this. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say 33%. Izzy? I'm going to say 22. Ryan's the closest, 39% oh, with the audience. Okay. There you go. Uh, Fifty-four million dollar budget. Wow. Huh. Worldwide gross forty-seven point one. Mm. So floppity flop flop flop. Mm. Though it did get a bunch of like straight to DVD sequels. So. Wow, I didn't even. I did not know there were sequels. I did assume that Dracula three thousand <laughs> was a sequel to this, since where no, I would never watch Dracula it. Dracula three thousand is not. It, they're, <laughs> they're called like Dracula Ascension and Dracula Resurrection or something like that. But yeah, it's the same. Uh, is director it, and I'm, stuff. I'm guessing yeah, yeah. it's like Underworld, but with more vampires. <laughs> I, I have actually never seen. You know what? Coming soon. Ah! <laughs> oh no! What have I done? Also coming soon, Dracula 3000. Because I want to make you watch it. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> if it doesn't have any Power Man 5000 in it, I'm not interested. Has Andre Andre 3000? Oh no. shit! No, it has Coolio. That's a lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Julio and Tiny Lister and Erica Laniac. Ooh, Tiny and, Lister. Yeah, yeah. What is this movie? <laughs> it, it is bad, Diana. I'm going to warn you right now. It's like You know me. I love bad movies. This is a bad, bad movie. Wow. This, this is rough. Yeah. Is this cod the roughest fish? <laughs> the roughest fish, yeah. Uh, other fun facts, though. <clears throat> Script doctor Scott Derrickson. Who's he? Uh, he's the guy that wrote stuff like Hellraiser Inferno, which I think is yeah. number six. Sinister, and most recently, Doctor Strange. What? 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 I actually enjoyed Sinister. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I mean, all, all three of them are great. Just Doctor Strange is not <laughs> Hellraiser 6. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, but he told the story of how he got the job working on this film. Apparently... Harvey Weinstein called him saying, mm. hey, I just bought this script called Dracula 2000. Derek, uh, Scott said, oh yeah, is it good? It stinks. So why did you buy it? Because it's called Dracula 2000. <laughs> and so... <laughs> yep, that, that checks out. <laughs> so uh, Derrickson did the first rewrite, uh, which Weinstein apparently discarded. 
And then Erin Krieger, who wrote Scream 3, Reindeer Games, The Ring, Brothers Grimm, Transformers 2 through 4, <laughs> and apparently coming soon, Top Gun Maverick. Holy uh, shit. He did the next rewrite. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently the screenplay was done later by Joel Soison. So, so much yeah. whiplash with that last uh, filmography. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So the writer of Doctor Strange, they passed. And then the writers of Transformers 2 through 4. Brothers Graham. <laughs> this this makes sense. This this all checks out. Everything about this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other fun facts I have talked about, like the alternate versions and deleted scenes that are on the DVD. Uh, I mean, check them out. Some of them are okay. Like they're just more on the like Dracula getting uh, caught by Van Helsing and the crew back in the day and mm. like alternate takes of like Lucy saying her better than sex line or whatever. Well, like the, or better than chocolate, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Better than chocolate. Well, the, yeah. the old ones, which is kind of a shame because you know that those were the more expensive shots. Yeah. True. <laughs> like just, just shoot a bunch of different takes and we'll piece it together later. Psych. <laughs> You're an editor, right? <laughs> but guys, we've come to the most important part. <gasps> What did we learn from Dracula 2000? Would you guys like to go first as, you know, guest on this podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- uh, sure. Uh, I learned that uh, being an atheist makes you a better vampire. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about that one-liner? Does that, does that need to be explained or is that, uh, should I just let that stand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about it. But yeah, was it? Was it Omar or whatever this said? It was Omar Epps, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre- presented with the with the cross and uh sorry, I'm an atheist and uh get stabbed through the eye with the cross. God loves you anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, that's right. I, I think I remember that from the original promos actually, or at least the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also learned that uh what Elon Musk has done with space travel, we need Richard Branson to do with vampire hunting. Yeah. Oh shit. You know what? I could totally see Richard Branson being a vampire hunter in like his uh his off time. Mm. It's like, he's got the beard and everything still right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got the british accent you know <laughs> yeah, new, new spin on the billionaire adventure thing <laughs> oh shit he could be batman going against uh, hunting down dracula <laughs> why do, why do none of these people become batman in real life you know I, I don't i don't know man why else would you be rich maybe they are and we don't know it <laughs> Oh, yeah. Mm. Crime is down in their gated communities. So, uh, <laughs> That's the only explanation. How about you, Diana? Uh, I learned never fuck with an antiques dealer. <laughs> That's right. That was said, too. That was good line. Um, and, and I also learned that, uh, the you know, the jealousy of the brides of Dracula, like, totally justified. Like, you've got vitamin C, Jerry Ryan, and Jennifer Esposito, and it's just like... What the hell does she have that we don't? Turns out I didn't learn. I didn't learn that. <laughs> but the jealousy, palpable. Nice. How about you, Bip? I learned apparently sex with young Gerard Butler is better than chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned uh, apparently Dracula was Judas. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. Gerard Butler always had control over geostorms. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, he, he he does sunlight burns him, but he can he can walk around if there's cloud cover. Oh, Hence, why New sense. Orleans is great. They get those afternoon rainstorms. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ryan, Diana, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast. 
Oh, yeah. You can uh, listen to us on Happily Ever Aftermath. It's uh, We revisit the movies that influence the way we uh, we think of love and romantic relationships. Um, coming very... Well, okay. So coming already, already around, is um, our most recent episode covering Back to School. Featuring Ooh. me. Featuring Ryan. <gasps> who stars as Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's hope he finally gets that respect. <laughs> uh, babe, are, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me anywhere at uh, everywhere, anywhere, at whatever. All of it. Uh, you can find me at Untidy Venus, a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the good things. I also have an Etsy shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com where I sell my goods and wares that Steve and I create here in our home. I also have a Patreon, Untidy Venus. Um, where, yeah, post pictures of the kitties, uh, works in progress, uh, Patreon members get first dibs on new products and uh, fundraisers and whatnot. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can find us on every major podcatcher under Everything I Learned From Movies. But be sure to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon at EILF Movies. That's Everything, everything I Learned From Movies. movies. Uh, also, we... Probably at the time this is being released, just had our amazing Podcart Fest Spooky Fall Festival. Yeah! But guys, don't worry. There's another one coming up on uh, Small Business Saturday. Uh, I believe that's November 27th, we'll say. Oh, yeah. Uh, But if you'd like to be sure, check us out at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. The celebration of podcasting and art with a wonderful live stream. Uh, Art demonstrations. Uh, Yeah, direct interaction with artists and podcasters. That's at Podcart Fest. Coming soon. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I'm Diana. I'm Ryan. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from from Movies. movies. Yeah! Have a good night, everybody.